And think about for a minute, power disappears in this country. I'm not talking for 30 minutes. I'm talking years, years until we can get the parts to get things up and running again. You thought this would never happen. Mm -hmm. You thought my comfortable life in America is never going to change. And you didn't prepare. And estimates are without power in this country that 90% of the population dies within the first few years. And the Amish have no idea what happened. <laughs> right. The Amish are at home. You guys like, are having problems? Exactly. Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. And today we're going to try something a little different. We're going to try something called Spitball. And what Spitball is, now you might remember Birdshot, where we have a whole lot of different topics. It's going to be like that. But this right. is just two guys sitting around drinking bourbon. I don't know what Dan's going to bring up. He doesn't know what I'm going to bring up. And we're just going to talk. Yeah, Birdshot, we definitely have it laid out where we have our topics, 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 topics. If you could see and our whiteboard right now, empty. We don't have is, anything. It is. This is this is different. But this last is. episode was a little different too, right? Oof, I still, man. <laughs> God damn. Last episode was tough for you, but but you, you made it through that. Although, in fairness, last episode might be next episode. I don't know where this is going to fall. Depending on how timely what we talk about today is, this might be next episode. Hey, we so, got that ability. We do have that ability, <laughs> at least for a little while. So spitball, what do you want to start with first? I'll give you the lead. You're going to give me the lead? How about Supreme Court? Supreme Court. Why don't we talk about Biden's nominee? Is that good? Yeah, yeah, we could talk about it. All right, so the hearing started today for Kentanji Brown. I'll go with that. I think it's Kentanji. Anyway, the hearing started today and you've got Josh Hawley kind of opened up on her. And if you haven't heard it, it is Josh Hawley calling her out basically on, as she was a judge, on her sentencing, her sentencing of criminals. And not only criminals, but sometimes the worst of criminals, right? These are child pornography, those that possess it, those that distribute it. And well, actually, you know what? I've got it here. We'll just play it real quick and then we can talk about it. Is that fair? Now, it's a long clip, but Hawley does a good job. Now, I will say going into this that there's a whole lot more to consider with her. She could be very well qualified. I don't know. And you've brought up in the past, are we going to treat her the same way that we treated Amy Coney Barrett, right? That's now, true. I don't expect a Kavanaugh out of this whole thing because <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> right. We should. So there's a whole lot more to think about than just this. But I am concerned when you have a judge who is very lenient on criminals, right? I don't want a judge who's lenient on criminals. We're having a problem in this country right now with lawlessness. Things are out of control in this country, and we need judges that are finally going to lay down the law. Now, while I understand the Supreme Court justice is not going to be sentencing anybody, she's still going to have cases coming to her that deal with sentences, that deal with stops. So here's Josh Hawley. So here are, I hope, in the next couple of days, some of the cases from your time on the, on the court, the district court, the federal district court, that I hope that we can talk about. Let me just run few, uh, through a few of them so you know exactly which ones I mean. United States versus Hawkins. This was a child pornography case where the defendant distributed multiple images of child porn, possessed dozens more, including videos. The federal sentencing guidelines recommended a sentence of 97 to 121 months in prison. Prosecutors recommended 24 months in prison. Judge Jackson gave the defendant three months in prison. United States versus Chazen. There it's the, that case, the defendant possessed 48 files of child pornography. The federal guidelines recommended 78 to 97 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended the same. Judge Jackson sentenced him to 28 months. United States versus Cooper. 
There, the defendant possessed dozens of images of child pornography and uh, distributed, I should say, distributed dozens of images of child pornography, possessed over 600. The federal guidelines recommended 151 to 188 months in prison. That's a long time. The prosecutor recommended 72 months. Judge Jackson gave the defendant 60 months, which was the lowest sentence permitted by the law. United States versus Down, that's a case where the defendant distributed 33 graphic images and videos of child sexual assault to an anonymous messaging app, unfortunately, practice that's becoming more common. The federal guidelines recommended 70 to 87 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended 70 months in prison. Judge Jackson sentenced him to only 60 months. Again, that's the lowest level that was permitted by law in that case. Hmm. United States versus Stewart. The defendant there distributed scores of images of children suffering sexual abuse. The guidelines recommended 97 to 121 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended 97 months in prison. Judge Jackson gave him 57 months. In United States versus Sears, the defendant distributed over 100 videos of child pornography. The guidelines recommended 97 to 121 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended 97 months in prison. Judge Jackson gave him 71 months. In United States versus Savage, the defendant was convicted of traveling across state lines to engage in sexual intercourse with a child and also possessed six separate thumb drives of child pornography. The guidelines recommended 46 to 57 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended 49 months in prison. Judge Jackson sentenced him to 37 months in prison. Now, those are seven cases. Mm-hmm. That represent, as near as we can tell, all of Judge Jackson's cases dealing with child pornography from her time on the district court, in which she had some discretion to hand down a sentence. There's some other cases in which the law, she didn't have any discretion, the law bound the sentence that she had to, had to give. And what concerns me, and I've been very candid about this, is that in every case, in each of these seven, Judge Jackson handed down a lenient sentence that was below what the federal guidelines recommended and below what prosecutors requested. And so I think there's a lot to talk about there, and I look forward to talking about it. Now, I will note that some have said that the federal sentencing guidelines are too harsh on child sex crimes, especially child pornography. I've heard that argument a lot in recent days. The chairman quoted someone earlier today who takes that point of view. I'll just be honest. I can't say that I agree with that. Listen, I can't agree with that either. You're talking about the most vulnerable in our society. Now, if you have a judge here who cannot protect and cannot stand up for the most vulnerable in our society, do you think she's going to stand up for your Second Amendment rights? Do you think she's going to stand up for your Fourth Amendment rights? Hmm. This should be the easiest decision to make. You have three thumb drives full of images of three-year-old kids being sodomized, being raped, naked. I don't even like to think about it. No, dude, absolutely the most disgusting human beings in our society. And you know what? Holly is absolutely right. Way too lenient. These sons of bitches should be in jail for the rest of their lives. Build a new jail. Take my tax money. Yeah, and my first question always goes to, okay, who was her lawyer? Do they know each other? On top of that, like, do these people donate? to certain campaigns. Like there's deeper questions that I need to ask about every single one of these cases because like, why was, because it you mean, why was it pled Right. It smells fishy. Right. Who, who in their right mind says, uh, you know what? 87 months. Now, how nah. about 60? How about three? Yeah. How about three? Yeah. Now I'll say that at least 
well, you say at least, but she'll be censured and she'll be in all kinds of trouble, but at least she's following the law, right? At least she's following minimums where she has to sentence them to 60 months. Okay. But she's taken the very minimum she can do and given it to the worst of society. The worst. And this is just day one. Yeah. So there's a whole lot more to her and we'll see where she is constitutionally. Maybe she just has a soft spot for pedophiles. I don't know, but that raises red flags for me. Now, if you remember from our episode with the sheriff, with Sheriff Lamb, Ellie Mistal, I think is his name. Yep. And if you remember him, he's the one who came out and said the Constitution is trash. It's trash. Right? Yeah, trash. Absolute trash. He was on MSNBC, and this is what he said about Josh Hawley's line of questioning. But I, I don't want to let the Josh Hawley thing lie because here's, you know, like, here's where I need the Democrats to step up. Because when they try to smear her, I need the Democrats to get up there and defend her just as vociferously as Lindsey Graham defended alleged attempted rapist Brett Kavanaugh. Like, I need that level of energy from the Democrats, especially when they come at her with this with this trumped up um, uh, alleged issues about uh, her sentencing on uh, for, for sex offenders. Um, because what Josh Hawley is doing, let's let's be very clear. What Josh Hawley is doing when he tries to do this um, is he's trying to get her killed. He is trying to get violence done against a Supreme Court nominee. And we know this because when these people go off making their ridiculous claims about child pornography, we know that some of their people show up violently um, to, to do stuff, as happened to the New Hampshire pizza parlor. And you know how I know that Josh Hawley knows what Pizzagate is all about? Because guess who's the judge who sentenced the Pizzagate guy? Right. Oh, that was Kataji Brown Jackson. He sentenced the Pizzagate guy to so four years in prison. Her, his lawyer had asked for 18 months. The prosecutors actually asked for four and a half years. So she was lenient. She was merciful she was. to the Pizzagate guy. But they're, mad, but they're mad at her for that. Wait a minute. Who was at the doors of the Supreme Court when Kavanaugh was getting sworn in? Who was down there protesting and and, and down there saying, like, no, it shouldn't be? Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, The alleged rapist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So so don't say that these people come down and act like that because they don't. So he is saying that Josh Hawley, by simply questioning Kentaji Brown about her prior cases and how she rules, that simply questioning her in a forum where she is supposed to be questioned is tantamount to calling for her death. Mm. Dog whistling those to come and kill her. Give me a break. This guy, I, every week, this might be my go-to guy right now. I mean, Jesus. every week he says something. The Constitution's trash. Yeah. Holly's trying yeah. to get her killed. I, he's just, he, this he's guy. A, he's a pundit hawk. It's unbelievable. He's just trying to get on the TV. Well, he is. He's got to be. Well, he's on MSNBC. Right. It's not that hard. So the test that I give it is, let's look at what's trending on Twitter today. Mm-hmm. If it's the first day of a Supreme Court justice going through the process, with the historical ramifications this is supposed to have, where do you think she's trending as far as, as being in the trends? On Twitter, of talking about her, where do you think she is? As far as like trending from 1 to, to 29 is when you have put it in the oh, trending first session. day? First yeah. day, she's got to be in the top 10. Okay. So you're close. She is trending at number 7 under Supreme Court. Not okay. even her name. So while Supreme Court was at number 7, you have to go all the way down to number 24 currently, as it stands right now, 
before they even put her name up on the Twitter trend. So the most craziest, groundbreaking, earth-shattering nominee here is so far down on the Twitter. Like Jim Jordan is trending higher than her. What's number right one now? Uh, it's got to be a paid advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever they don't give you numbers. So right now, number one is WWE Raw. Give me a break. So you got Kentaji Jackson going on. Mm-hmm. You've got Russia, Ukraine going on. Yep. You've got Leah Thomas going on. And you're telling me that number one is WWE? Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Twitter's yeah, a joke. It's good. Well, it's because of the time of the night it is, too. Joke. I'm sure, I'm sure at noon it was probably different. But we're on the nighttime. So you spend a lot of time on the Supreme Court. What do you want to talk about next, Jim? Well, how about Leah Thomas? Leah Thomas. How about Leah Thomas? You spell it L-I-A. L-I-A. So Leah Thomas, if you have not been following, is a swimmer for University of Pennsylvania and won the national championship for women swimming. Sounds good, right? Does. Problem is that Leah Thomas is a biological male. So Leah Thomas, biological male, decides that she is a female now and gets on the women's swimming team for the University of Pennsylvania, wins the national championship. She grew up in Austin, Texas and began swimming at the age of five. Okay. Now this part, I don't know. And I'm going to, I'm going to say this based on what I've seen on the internet. I have not confirmed this, but apparently when she was William, he was ranked in mid four hundreds for men swimming. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any of that information in front of me, but I'll right. take your word. Well, and that's, that's what I'm seeing. Okay. He was ranked somewhere in the mid four hundreds mm-hmm. becomes Leah. Now she's swimming for university of Pennsylvania and wins a national championship. So you can say what you want to say about transgender. And I've always said, I don't have a problem with that. You live your life the way you want to live it. Same with the constitution. I don't have a problem with you exerting your rights until those rights infringe on somebody else's rights. My whole problem with this Leah Thomas deal is that Leah Thomas is now as a biological male swimming against biological females and destroying records, destroying records. The, Second place in the national championship, who should have been first place, Rika Gaorgi, is now second place. Okay. You've got swimmers that did not make it to the national championship because Leah Thomas took a place, took a place for them. And one of those, and I, and I haven't looked it up because we're just doing this spitball thing. Yeah. Mom is coming out hot and heavy right now. Mom is coming out and she is mad because her daughter didn't make it because a biological male made it. Okay. So that's my problem. I don't care what you do until it affects others. And when you're bringing in Leah Thomas and you're bringing in these weightlifters and you're bringing in all these other biological males that are competing against biological females that are going to break records that are never going to be broken again, never going to be broken again. I have a problem with it. All right. Mm -hmm. Now there's another side to this and I've got my sister here in full disclosure But my sister is not just some random sister. For 10 years, my sister oversaw LGBT Resource Center at a university. Okay. For the last three years, she has been a diversity, equity, and inclusion consultant for one of the largest healthcare systems in America. So she knows what she's talking about. This isn't just somebody with an opinion. This is somebody who's dedicated her life to LGBT causes. And I put her in the top three of the funniest people I went to school with. Actually, she's hilarious. (laughs) The top three. I could tell you right now that at Christmas, we get along just fine, right? Because we don't talk politics. Yeah. We talk about bourbon. Yeah. Right? We get along just fine. Mary, you there? 
Yeah, I'm here. All right, right on. Welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome to the show, Mary. I talked to Dan about this because me and you have butted heads. And at least one time we butted heads severely, but we came out of it okay. There um, had to be some understanding from both sides. Both sides. I'm, I'm just as guilty. I'm, I am as conservative as she is liberal, 100%. Sure. So Mary, what's your take? What is your take on Leah Thomas? Oh, that's a yeah. loaded question. It is. One thing that I said today on a thread that I think you read was I don't think we have enough information to be making broad strokes about biology. Number one, I, well, I, also, I did read that. What do you mean by that, though? Because I didn't understand when I read it. What do you mean we don't have enough information to make broad strokes? We really just don't about how HRT, how hormone therapy, what happens in the body to muscles to we, we don't like I get and I hear you the number of times that you said biological male tells me that there's something in your brain thinking that like this person is stronger, faster, whatever, because of that. But well, let me ask you, let me ask you, have you seen the pictures of, of her standing on the podium next to the other girls? I have. And would you agree though, that the shoulders are broader, taller, she's built a little different, built a little different. I mean, would you agree with that or no? I got to be honest, like I was not paying that much attention. I don't want to answer that if I, if I, I just was not paying attention to that. Okay, fair. I think two things, I, cause I struggle. I, I want to commend you, which I don't normally ever want to do. Like, <laughs> like I literally, I, 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 every fiber of her being right now is like, God, yeah, shut up, and, shut up and let her finish. I have to find it in the depths of my soul that. I want to commend you on pronoun use because that was my nervousness. Like in my brain, I was like, if, if y'all can't at least just get those pronouns, right. I was going to be on here for about five to seven seconds. So <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. Um, and, and I, I understand language is important, you know, and the biological male piece is the conversation that a lot of folks who aren't, I think really, Oh, my assumption is they don't know a whole lot of trans people, especially trans women or trans men. Um, because, the conversation circles that I'm in, we don't, we don't ever say biological male. We say trans woman. And I get that, that, that might feel challenging. I'm not even asking you to shift your language in this moment. I'm just saying that every time you say it, I'm like, Ugh! okay. To me but in this instant, what we're talking about, I think biological is probably the right word when we're talking about competing in sports. All right. Nobody's talking about the trans. Uh, well, I'm not is talking about the transgender aspect of it that William truly believes that he was born in the wrong body and that William is now Leah. Okay. I don't have any problem with that. But when you're talking about athletics and when you're talking about a physical competition with somebody else, I think it's important to talk about biology. I mean, yeah, you see it in the UFC fighter that was transgender and went to fight women and is just crushing their skulls. Right. And it's bad. Bad news. I'm not a fan of that. And, and I'm not saying that bad. this is happening here, but I wonder how many males and maybe none. I don't even know. I don't have any numbers to back this up, but how many males are, you know, and this is always going to be the argument, right? When this stuff happens, it's the same thing with the, with, with the bathrooms. Well, how many guys are going to say they're women just so they can go in the bathrooms, but how many males are going to go and compete against women when truly do they believe they're women? So, Okay. Can I yep, mute get in for like two minutes? Yep. I'll mute myself. I don't know how to respond to that because you're right. It is exactly like the bathroom conversation. I know that you and I had the, the, those conversations. Like to me, have the actual conversation of like, what is wrong with dudes that want to even 
do that. Like the like literal dudes, like cisgender, born male, identify as a guy. Like now they can just go into the bathrooms. That's not trans people. Like that's a totally different conversation. So why are people mad at trans folks for using a bathroom that they feel like they want to use because there's male predators? I, I know I told you I'd let you have your say, but I don't think that's the point. I think the I think when people are complaining about that, they are worried that it's going to lead to the predators, right? It's not so much a trans argument at that point. It's like, look, if you open this up, there are sickos out there that are going to take advantage of this and yeah. they're going to victimize it's, our girls. It's protection. Right. I think we can all agree that we don't want women to be unsafe. Correct. I think we can all agree on that. 100%. So until... All right, I'll try to that, shut up again. I don't want us to spend a lot of time on this call talking about what ifs in that. The other thing that... And I, I'm telling you, this is someone who one said and you said for me, I've spent over 10 years working with queer and trans folks. I can't tell you a number of how many trans and queer friends I have that I am an intimate relationship with and what I understand. And, and again, I am not trans. I'm gender nonconforming. Those are really different things. There's no world where I'm pretending to understand something that I don't understand, but it is a similar feeling to me when I hear you say those things. Oh, I don't know. What is it? It's not a straw man argument. What is it when it's hypothetical and it hasn't happened, but everybody's worked up about it? It yeah, is hypothetical. It, what she's saying is these, all these hypothetical fears that all of a sudden everybody's feeding on is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so here's the deal. I don't actually like to liken things that shouldn't be likened, but the only way I know how to do this is to talk about my own experience. So I am gay. I am gayer than gay gay. What? I, if I, ha oh my, oh, sorry. Does dad so know? Um, yeah, he actually, he does because he <laughs> right after my first girlfriend was just another girl on the side of the house and I was crying. I couldn't go to breakfast. Anyway, not the point. <laughs> Not the point. I won't say her. Oh, shit. Um, anyway. Okay. Let me back up. The <laughs> whole bit where folks are like, oh my gosh, if gay people have children, they're going to want them to be gay. Like, I hear that and I'm like, what is wrong with you? In what world do you think that that's a hope that I have for my child that life is just real hard? Like, there's no world. Now, would I love my child all the way through it? Yeah, because I experienced it. I am only saying that because anyone that thinks that Leah chose to do this or any sex assigned at birth male decides, you know what's easier for me? I'm going to do this so that I can kick a bunch of women's ass in the pool. Leah was an elite athlete. And I know that we're saying she ranked whatever, but she was 11th in the 1000 meter until HRT, which Google that if you need to, literally knocked her performance. She was 15 seconds slower in the 500 meter after doing that. I feel like there's these things that are happening where folks are saying, oh, she's, what did you say? Like shattering records. That's not true. She's still nine seconds behind Katie Ledecky. And, and there are so many like in sport. Nine. So seconds. you're saying as a male, as William, she was 11th. In the 1000 meter. That's what I've understood. Okay. And after she started hormone therapy, she dropped to what? The thing that I saw today, and again, like you all, it's happening so quickly. It wasn't like I went down a rabbit hole of peer-reviewed journal articles that there was a 15-second slow in the 500 meter after that. Okay. And that, again, nine seconds behind Katie Ledecky is is like that. I don't think we're going to well, And that's all right. Nobody's going to hold you to this because what this is a free-form conversation, right? We, we don't purport to be journalists here. 
I mean, we don't fact check everything. We're just talking. So no worries on that. Where are you though on trans females that want to get involved in female sports overall? I mean, do you think that's just, Hey man, you're a woman Uh, now full steam ahead. I believe trans women are women. Okay. How about, how about the girls that have fought their whole lives to get to where they are and are now going against somebody who is, I mean, at what point when you're talking about HRT, which is hormone replacement therapy, are there going to be definitive lines, right? Where, okay. So you start a hormone therapy a month ago, you can compete against all the girls you want, or is it, Hey, five year minimum, five year minimum. You've knocked out all the testosterone have at it. The NCAA. And I, I, I need to look this up. Cause again, I'm not going to sit here and have conversations that are like the NCAA has guidelines. There's not dudes out there that are just like, fuck, I don't want to come in seventh anymore. But, but, but the problem, the, the problem and what we're talking about here is not dudes that are like, I don't want to come in seventh. The problem is girls that have worked their entire lives to yeah. get to this you, point to can, be in the national championship. And now they're like, shit, what? Just like we said, we want to protect the kids in the bathroom. You want to protect those kids that are competing and wanting to live their dreams out to not get shattered by someone that maybe not should have been there. Two things to Dan's point. When you say we, you're talking about the two of you protecting kids in the bathroom because that's just not, there is not one instance of a trans person doing anything harmful to anybody in a bathroom. You're not going to find that. So you might find a, a bunch of predator dudes, cis dudes doing that, but you will not find one example. It, it To my understanding and knowledge, like that is again, something that is, is fear mongering okay. around people's like, uncomfortability Mm -hmm. with trans like name that piece the second is and i mean this i'm not being tongue-in-cheek right now when i say this i hear how passionate at least my brother is about women in sport girls in sport that have worked so so hard in their life and i am just as passionate about trans women not killing themselves like literally if you have done any research they are the highest especially trans women of color but trans women have the highest and especially trans children. So folks that don't think that kids can be trans, you are part of the problem. And I'm saying that with love and kindness in my heart, I have the same amount of passion to ensure that that doesn't happen. So it's Emma Wyant. That is who is second place. So Emma Wyant has worked her whole life to get to this point where she could win the national championship, which she was about to win. And that was taken away from her by a biological male. Biological. I know you hate that word, but that's what happened. I understand what you're saying about the high incidence of suicide, but that's not this. Nobody is fighting Leah for wanting to be a female. Nobody cares. No, seriously. That's not true. Well, listen, listen, there might be some bigots out there that care, but for the most part, nobody cares. I don't care. And I'm as conservative as they come. You know what? I'm more libertarian, I guess, because I'm like, man, whatever. Whatever you want to do, go do. Just don't infringe on other folks. And I guess that's where I'm at is that Emma had the right to win this thing. She worked her whole life to get to this point. So how is it okay? I guess that's my question is how is it okay? What about Emma? Does anybody care about Emma? You care about trans women, but do you care about women? What do you say to Emma? Try harder, Emma. Like, oh my I'm, God. I don't know. Dude, listen, that falls right into one of the shit I, I, I say that you're like, oh God damn, I can't I believe you said that. Somebody, 
said that. I was looking at somebody who said that. No, I mean, Emma, welcome to life. Like, but it's not life. That's not yes, life. It is. It is for, it's not your life. It's not the life that you understand it to be. This is, this is, Leah didn't literally just wake up one day and go, fuck, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be a woman and I'm going to get in the pool and then I'm going to kick somebody's ass. That's not her story. I'm going to kick and all their Let asses. me ask you this then. Why aren't you seeing transgender men competing against men? Are we? And if we yeah. are, why aren't we hearing about them? Is it because they're yeah. finishing 57th? Uh, no, I think there's a few things here. So, and again, I don't like to speak outside of my lane because I am not trans identified. But what I have understood in all the work that I've done, we are much more comfortable with trans men and what trans men want to do because we are much more comfortable with masculinity in this world than we are femininity in this world, and especially if femininity doesn't line up the way we think it's going to line up. And Leah is not lining up the way that people have been raised to understand women. All right. All right. Listen, we got to wrap this up because we have to move on to other things. I'm going to give you the last word here. Nobody's going to interrupt you. It's yours until you stop talking. I am not going to pretend for one moment to be an expert on the conversation that we are having. What I will say is that especially for the folks that are listening, because I think that the folks that follow you and listen to you are a little bit aligned in ideology, that like if you literally don't know a trans person, back up. Like, if you don't love a trans person, there are a lot of trans people in this world. Like I told you, like, I can't count. I can't be like, oh, God, I don't know. I think it's some like I think I've had like 76 trans friends. I don't know. That's ridiculous. I wouldn't even try to. But like, get to the root of what your discomfort is. I'm not making a, a call, Jimmy, on yours or Dan's. But for folks that are listening, get to the root of what that discomfort is. Is it really about Emma? Or is it about having a hard time understanding what it means to be transgender, and in this case, specifically a trans woman, because what I'm seeing is also people lumping this together like it's all the same. Sexual orientation and gender are different. I'm seeing people like, you can have whatever sexual orientation you want, but you shouldn't be. And I'm like, what the f What does that have to do with anything that Leah's doing? It's got nothing to do with that. So you just have a lot of people weighing in, which I know you know this, and I know this. People spout off as if they've gotten a PhD in the, the newest thing that is happening on social media. And what I will say is I know plenty of people in Northridgeville, Ohio right now that have trans kids and are watching all y'all around there talk about this and know who to keep their kids away from right now. Again, I'm not directing this towards you. I'm directing it towards any listeners who might be thinking that they're just making a post when you have somebody sitting there going, wow, you are talking about my child right now. And I've known you since kindergarten. All right. All right. Fair enough. And now we're going to talk about our mother. Mary, what do you think about mom? Just kidding. Just kidding. This is a whole nother show. It's my turn to spitball. Yeah, let's go. Holy cow. I'm super right. excited. So I found it odd. Oh, not odd. It's, it's kind of inspiring. Inspiring? Uh, a Vanity Fair article. Ooh, dude, come on. Who are you? Vanity Fair had an article. What? That said, Republicans set up shop at gas stations to draw in new voters. And I was like, gas station? Yeah. I saw the headline. I saw it was Vanity Fair. And I was like, no, I'm in. I, I have to see what they're writing about. So it says the GOP continues to see potential electoral advantages in blaming President Joe Biden for his high gas prices. 
an issue the White House oh is looking to offset. God. Ahead this of the is midterms. genius. Right. So these guys are sitting there with signs like, you know, I fill up the truck. You got a truck. Hell yeah, right? I do. $103. Yeah, you get to a hundo, you get to a crispy hundo, and you're like, bro. Exactly. Yeah. I fill the truck up halfway. Halfway is my full tank, Jack. <laughs> I used to throw check. 40 a week in there because I don't oh, I don't shit. work too far from home and I'm going to be working really close to home pretty soon. <laughs> so they got fucking guys sitting there at the pumps that are like, look, pal, look what you just did. They have the signs and they're actually registering voters. Right? <laughs> shit. Republicans are intensifying efforts to use high fuel prices to their advantage ahead of November's midterm elections as the Republican National Committee held over three voter registration drives outside three gas stations in Arizona over the weekend. Wait a minute. The, the biggest problem with this story right now is there's only three. We need to set this up. This needs to go nationwide. We oh, need yeah? to have people registering voters at gas pumps. Uh -huh. Every time you see somebody pull in in a fucking Chevy Silverado, you walk up there and you're like, look, you happy with this? Mm. Let's get you registered. Well, don't get too far ahead of yourself because... Oh, no. Because Here comes the... Oh. The events are part of a broader voter registration initiative that the RNC will run across the country in the coming weeks as gas prices hit record yes, highs. Yes! According to the outlets, Republicans are coming to gas stations nationwide to register voters, tweeted RNC Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel, grassroots GOP activists in New York and North Carolina also recruited voters at gas stations over the weekend in a seemingly separate effort to leverage America's fuel-related frustrations. Bro, listen, I am so turned on right now. Jesus. <laughs> I am so turned on right now. I can't fucks with you, bro. <sighs> but it's, you know, you hit people in the pocketbook. I mean, what's next? Are they going to be registering people at grocery stores? When milk is $11 a gallon because of the price of a diesel right now? Dude, that's actually brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant because that's where people are the most mad, right? You fill up and you spend $100 on your tank of gas. By the time you get home, you're like, eh, whatever. I mean, I got to get to work. But when you're at the pump, you're like, son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then my biggest fear is we see what's going on. We see what this has turned into. We see the inflation going crazy. Now, I think inflation would have went crazy under any administration, it could have been burning and inflation would have been crazy because of the shortage from COVID, from, from a, a bunch of different shit would have happened and inflation was still going to rise. They're printing and printing and printing money. It, it's going to end up turning into runaway inflation. They've made more than 80% of the dollars that are in circulation ever, ever, ever. Yeah, I don't in like know. like the last year. I don't know if I agree with that. I really feel like Trump is on the right track. I don't think inflation would have been here had Trump gotten reelected. No, inflation would have been in the grocery store. It just wouldn't have been at the gas pump because we would have still been energy independent. I don't know if it would have been in the grocery I think, store. I think gas would have been 318. Okay, but would Russia be where Russia is right now if Trump was in? Mm. That's driving a lot of shit, man. I think, I think they had stuck their toe in the sand eventually. because Over the line? Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so because Trump was the fuck around and find out president. Oh, yeah. Right? They thought, look, he ain't going to do this shit. You know what? He's talking big shit. They're trying to tell parliament over there or whatever their fucking government is. That they're, they're like, he ain't going to do this. Listen to him. He's crazy. And they're all like, uh, yeah, we think he's crazy, but he, uh, 
can't but, but if we see this breakout nationwide and we start doing a bunch of registrations and we see that the Republican registration numbers skyrocket and we still get our ass kicked in the midterms, oh, someone's shit. got some splaining to do. Splaining. <laughs> I'll tell you right now that if it comes here, Pod Bless America will represent. We will be out there trying to, uh, to get voters at the gas pumps. I'll tell you right now. Or at the yogurt aisle or wherever the fuck we are. So that's my little spitball right, right there. So, Dan, keep talking for a minute because I'm going to pour some more bourbon. Okay, Jim's got to pour some more bourbon. So Arizona gas prices are a little bit higher than what Cleveland is. So people are probably a little bit more angrier having to pay the gas prices. We are at 4.05 right now. I thought I saw a pilot on the way here. 4.05 a gallon. And like you said, Chris Pondy, a little over a hundy to fill the truck. Oh, that hurts. Does hurt. I talked to my buddy in Michigan. <laughs> I told him, I sent him how long it would take to ride a bike to his place in Michigan. And it's like 10 hours. And I go, this is the only thing I can equate because Google Maps won't tell me how long it takes to get there on horseback. (laughs) Yeah, but Google Maps will tell you how long it takes to walk somewhere. Do you know what? This is a great segue, actually. Okay. You're talking about riding a bike to Michigan. All right. No, I'm talking about riding a horse to Michigan. Or or a horse to Michigan. (laughs) Whatever. So, yeah. Like a poor horse. Horse can do all the work. Yeah. Ain't me, bitch. No. Nope. I'm going to be drinking bourbon nope. the whole way. I can't be I know paddling. how to ride a horse, but my back will still hurt when I get there. But shit. I want to talk real quick, and we're going to have a whole episode on this, but let's talk about prepping. Let's talk about getting ready for when the dollar crashes. Well, dollar <sighs> or what could come. So I subscribe to a service called Alert USA. I don't remember now exactly. I think it's $100 a year. Is this a side note or a spitball? Is this your spitball? No, this is it. Okay. This is it. So Alert USA, and what they do is basically they notify you through text immediately. Uh, I've seen you post them on Facebook when when stuff's going on. Right. So immediately of any national security threat. Now, it could be a mass shooting because they don't know if it's terrorist related or if it's just, you know, some gangbanger in the middle of a mall. So there might be a shooting in Chapel Hill Mall, but they'll notify you. Right. So they notify you of anything that could possibly affect you nationally. And you know what? When the shit really sets off, I mean, we're talking real deal, no bullshit, no internet, no power. Right. When the shit sets off, uh, let's say an invasion, a nuclear war. There be no invasion. Well, no, 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 no. Agreed. But let's say it's an invasion, a nuclear war, whatever. Yeah. Alert USA is going to give you 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. They're always ahead of the national media, right? So when you get these texts, if you see something and you're like, holy fuck, this is it, it's going to give you time to at least get on the road, right? To at least get on the highway, to at least whatever your idea is. To start calling your backup plan. (laughs) Right, exactly. I'm calling Dan. I'm like, listen, tell your dad we need. Yep. So Alert USA Today at 257 sends out White House warns of evolving intelligence suggesting Russia is exploring possible cyber attacks against the U.S., urges private sector to harden cyber defenses. Now, when you read that, because they're saying urges private sector, you're thinking, well, you know what? They're just going to attack businesses, right? They're going to attack whatever. But the problem is that maybe that's not it. What if they attack the infrastructure. What if they attack? I mean, this hits power? home for me. This hits home for me because, and you understand how power because works. Because just today, I'm setting in motion things that we can't undo at the power plant now that it's shutting down. I'm shutting down stuff that we don't ever shut down because you're not supposed to do it like that. So your power plant, which is a coal fired power plant, mm-hmm. is shutting down. 
That's it. April 1st. So, so you're shutting things down now. There's no coming back from. I mean, it's over. Yeah. Done. Yeah. So Yeah, once you take that turbine off of uh, turning gear, then that thing sags. Good luck getting it back. So, yeah. So you're shutting down your power plant. Let's just say that Russia decides, you know what? We know America is shutting down 60 power plants across the country right mm -hmm. now because they're coal-fired. And they're going to have to go into this new system that they're going to run. And hopefully everything works good. But you know what? This is the time we're going to go ahead and shut down their power. Yeah. Now we're fucked. Yeah. So now let's just say, and think about for a minute, power disappears in this country. I'm not talking for 30 minutes. I'm not talking 45 minutes. I'm talking years, years until we can get the parts to get things up and running again. Right. All right. Years without power. Mm -hmm. You're thinking about the times when the thunderstorm rolled through and shut your power off and you put the candles out and all the kids thought that was fun. Yeah. I'm talking little house on the prairie. And estimates are without power in this country that 90% of the population dies within the first few years. And the Amish have no idea what happened. Right. The <laughs> Amish are at like, home. You guys like, are having problems? Exactly. Okay. The, the Amish are at home like, God, why are there no more? Take those little things off the wheels that spin because no cars are passing us anymore. <laughs> I don't know where everybody went. But yeah, so so this whole thing, what you're talking about is prepping and it's important. It is important. The food storages and are important. The knowledge is important to be prepared. And buddy of mine always used to say, failure to prepare is preparing to fail. Correct. And you say food storage, and that's a big deal. We need the food storage, right? You have to have food to eat mm -hmm. because the, the modern grocery store has three days worth of food. When the trucks stop running, your grocery store is out of food in three days, probably right. less than because once people find out what's going on, you think Luton's bad right now in like Chicago when they're burning down cities or Portland, you wait until people think that trucks aren't running anymore. That food's gone in a day, day and a half. Now what are you going to do? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to live off your fucking Captain Crunch, your Doritos that you have in your house because you thought this would never happen. That can of man, which has been there since you bought the house. Right, right. <laughs> you're eating that shit with your fingers, right? Because you thought this would never happen. Mm -hmm. You thought my comfortable life in America is never going to change. And you didn't prepare. And there's plenty of companies out there and we're going to reach out to them. I'm not going to give them a shout out now because it's going to cost them money to give a shout out. But there's plenty of companies out there that have 25-year food storage. You can buy three-day kits for your family. You can buy a week kit. You can buy a month kit. You can buy six months, a year. You can buy whatever you want. But you buy it one time, it's good for 25 years. And then when the shit hits the fan and there's no food available in the stores, you know where you're not going? To the stores. Because you've got the shit to get your family through this hard time. And if you think we're all going to come together and like kill a couple deer and spread it to your neighbors, like look at the line at Dunkin' Donuts. Look, man. Look at the line right. at Arby's at 630. Nobody knows how to do shit. Right. And if you think, oh, I'm a hunter, I'm just going to go out there and kill some deer. You know who else is thinking that? Eight million fucking people that live around you. That's who's thinking that. People are going to be yeah. out there killing deer yeah. with rocks. And I got a, right? and I got a, I got a buddy that's like, we need a hundred acres. Well surrounded. We need six of us. You're doing chickens. You're doing pigs. You're, and, and everybody's like, slow down. And, nope. And, that yeah. guy is 100% on fucking board, dude. And not only that, but you guys should be having monthly training. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And then you get put on a terrorist watch so, list. So, but, but yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fucking seals are kicking in your door and taking your eggs. Uh, so not only the food, but think about everything else. 
you hear the three, 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 uh, you know, you, you can survive three days without water. I, I should probably have it in front of me. I don't three days without water, three weeks without food. I mean, you need, uh, what is it? Three. Yeah. Is it's it really it's, hours without shelter. Or yeah, some shit? It's really, it's really two weeks. Cause that third week's just going to be the worst week of your life when you don't have any nutrients you're, while you're eating your kid. Yeah. So you're, you're drinking the last glass of water from Claudio <laughs> while you're drinking the last glass of urine that you have in your house. Oh, that reminds me. Shout out to the listener that texted me and said, uh, Hey man, listen, I might want to do Claudio's camp so I can lose a little weight. <laughs> I was like, my man, I get it. But for real, listen, you want to think about where are you going to get water, right? Yeah. If the shit really hits the fan, yeah, mm-hmm. you know what? The, uh, your water's going to flow for a little bit, but yeah. there's going to come a point with no power that those generators are going to fail and you're going to have no water. What are you going to do for water? I got, and I can, I got one rain barrel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's not even connected right now. You, you, know what I I had one. The, you know what I had at the house? I had a pool. 15,000 gallons of water in there. And you know what else I have? A life straw. And if you have not bought life straws, start buying life straws for everybody in your family. Because you can put that life straw in a puddle in the street and drink out of it. You can put it in the Cuyahoga River and drink out of it. You can put it in a pool and drink out of it. That's true. It'll give you water. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You buy a couple life straws this paycheck. You buy a couple life straws next paycheck. Before you know it, you got enough life straws to be drinking water for months. And to trade for some nice meat if you can't. Well, and we talked about that before. I mean, you want to talk about currency fails, right? Yeah. The dollar's worth nothing. Yep. So your $500,000 you have in the bank, you know what that's worth? Grand total, $0. Yeah, you might as well use the BTUs. Fucking doesn't matter. You can't even get it out of the bank, but maybe you can light a fire with it. Wipe your ass with it because you're out of toilet paper, right? Because stores ran out of toilet paper a long time ago. I'm always going to hold the cash in case it comes back in style. (laughs) So I'm not, not, I'm not using it for BTUs and I'm not wiping my ass with it. At that point, it's not, I don't think. Uh, but even if there's an exchange, they're like, Hey, give us half a million dollars and we'll give you 8,000 new dollars. Okay. So, so at that point, then I'll be like the third richest guy on my street. <laughs> my street. <laughs> I am the king of my street. I got 8,000 new dollars <laughs> or whatever. And, and, and forget about uh, uh, Bitcoin. I know you still aren't very schooled on Bitcoin. Dude, I don't get it. Okay. The, most, the smartest guys in the world have tried to explain Bitcoin to me, and I look at them like I'm staring at an abacus, dude. Okay. I'm like, what the fuck? But still, blockchain, okay, in order- Okay, blockchain, in order, bitch, in order, there's no power. Yeah, there, yeah, there's no computers doing the equations to get the blockchain to where it's at. There's no power. We can't what even, does fucking we, Bitcoin? I do for you. I think if you put it on a ledger on a piece of paper, I think it would stack to the moon. Dude, well, seriously though, you got all your money in Bitcoin. Yeah. There's no power. Yeah. There's no internet. Yeah. Where's your money? Yeah. Fuck you gone, dude. So shut up with your Bitcoin. I'm not even saying it's cool, you know, because I understand that you need power and you need computers and you need, you need, you need other people that. that but this that is my whole point it. with yeah. prepping. Assume there's no power. Assume you don't have water. You don't have food. You can't go to the doctor. You can't go to Walmart to get your antibiotics. It's done. Now, is this probably going to happen? Probably not. Could it happen? Absolutely. Oh, we're fragile. 
absolutely we're it fragile. Happen. We were just going on at work about the power outage of oh yeah three right the whole East Coast yeah or, well yeah. And, up to New York. So and, so since we're in the power industry, we really dug deep about what happened, what allegedly happened. Um, the whole cascade, effect. the whole cascade effect, the whole sagging lines, the whole under voltage, the whole like Michigan saw us drop, and all of a sudden. Uh, Michigan's whole entire system has this block on it that goes, Oh, no, nope, you ain't taking us offline. And they went offline and then all their backups didn't work. So there's only one, one state in the country that would not be affected by any of this. Do you know who it is? Texas. Boom. Got their own power grid. Yeah. How'd that work out for them? When it well, got that's real true. Cold? You know, Ted Cruz is like, well, all right, I'm out. <laughs> time, time, time to go to um, wherever he went. But I tell you what books for self-reliance and books for medicines that you can make from herbs. Listen, you might as well get them for sure. There are plenty of survival books out there and there are a lot of things out there, right? Like the Indians. Oh, guess the Indian, the native Americans, the native Americans had a whole host of cures for things that ailed you. And those Mm. are still good things. Big pharma would have you convinced they're not, but yeah, to get a book, about surviving medicine in the wild. Yeah. To get a book about what you can eat in the wild because you're going to run out of food eventually. Yeah. And you don't want to pick the wrong mushroom, my friend. But I tell you what, if I have a, a life altering infection and they're like, Dan, take this root. I'm like, nah, bitch. Penicillin. <laughs> they're like, Dan, rub honey Is on it. Is it penicillin? Moxis. Give me a moxicillin. Um, uh, either of the cillins. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you, you want to see what goes wrong when you fucking read the book wrong? Go watch Into the Wild. Okay. If you've ever, have you ever seen it? No. Oh, my God, no. I don't think I have. Listen, Into the Wild is one of my favorite movies. It's about a kid who grew up with a silver spoon. He had a trust fund, the whole deal. He burns his cash. He sells his car, grabs God. a backpack, walks. I love silver spoons. He basically gets into Alaska on his own and lives in a fucking bus that he found in the middle of the wilderness. I'm not going to ruin, I'm not gonna ruin the whole fucking movie for way. you. Promise me okay. that you will go watch Into the Wild. Okay. When's, is, when's Sheriff's Book getting here? Because after you read it, you have to give it to me. My Sheriff's Book is here. Came today. All right. Read that bitch and give it to me. Uh, no, you buy your own. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. Sheriff Lamb, I don't know if you're listening to our next episode or not. I'm telling you right now, I bought your book, Dan. Dan's like, I'm too cheap. I told you I'd buy the wife's book. Oh, you did say you would buy the yeah. wife's book. My, all right. wife, my we'll wife is in charge of all the purchases. And then we'll switch. You buy the wife's book, I'll buy the sheriff's my book. My wife is in charge of making all the purchases, Look, and I haven't ran it by Get her. back to prepping. Okay, um, you've spent enough time on prepping. Well, I'm j- and we're going to have a whole episode on it. Um, we had half an episode on it right shit, now. Shit, we did. We did. Where are we at? Um, <laughs> but it's important, man. It really is. It is. Don't think that Walmart's going to be there for you. Don't think that Walgreens is going to be there for you. We should compete and see who can start a fire first. I might do that. All right. Start a fire with what? I mean, nothing. I mean, we'll just, we'll, maybe we'll get a ferro rod and, and a couple things and go, okay, ready? Three, two, one, go. How about nothing? How about they put us in the woods? Who's going to make fire first? Wow. Now that's hard because I don't know if I could right now. So I have in my kit that I have ready to go, right? The the bug out bag. Yep. If shit fucking hits a fan, I got to go. I got baggies full of Vaseline soaked cotton balls, Mm. right? I got stuff that I could start fires with. Mm. I got matches. I got, but if you put me in the woods naked and afraid, fuck man. I don't know. Like friction. Don't know if I could do it. Now I do go into the woods once, twice a year with my bug out bag and just make sure I can get a good fire going, a roaring fire. Okay. I get it started. I put it out. Got it. Just to make sure I can do it. 
But when you're talking strictly fucking friction, like mm-hmm. you're out of Vaseline-soaked cotton balls, I don't know. Ooh, maybe Pod Bless should go to one of these camps. Maybe we should challenge the back to the lodge guys. No, they're bitches. <laughs> those, those backs of the lodge guys. Listen, man, they know how to they know how to kill carp with like bows and shit, but they don't. I'm not I worried. Can see, I can see Will making a friction fire and sweating on it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nick's like, where's my power? I don't know how to edit this stuff. I don't have any power. He's like, you all, you guys all suck. Patrick's like, listen, I know people. And <laughs> let me tell you. We're going to start this fire soon. Should we be talking shit about Back to the Lodge? We'll edit that part out. <laughs> no, we won't. It's Hatfield and McCoy's now. <laughs> shit. Hey, Patrick, who loves you? <laughs> All right, so uh, let's go with one more. Yeah, what, yeah, you, let's let's take it home. Let's take it home. What do you want let's to do? Let's take it home it's because you. yeah, you got home. Yeah, let's take it home. I'm taking it home because we're going back to the Ohio governor's race. Fuck. Okay, oh, because can we talk about the Senate race too at the same time? Mm, <laughs> Dude, that was a fucking wreck. Okay, we'll, right. we'll we'll mention it. Okay, All right, go ahead. All right, so this is from what is it? Cincinnati. I don't know. This is Cleveland.com. Okay, Ohio. GOP governor debate plans canceled. What? Canceled. No. Yeah. Gotta have a debate. After Mike DeWine and Jim Renacci decline invitations. So the only one that wanted to go was who? Well, remember, you got the hood guy from, yeah, from yeah. Cincinnati. <laughs> the hood guy. Oh, so you got the hood guy. Sorry. God damn we don't it. mean hood like hood. Yeah. We that's mean his that's last a, name. actually his name. State Rep Ron Hood of Pickaway County. So you don't mean the hood guy? No, like, no. Not the guy right. from the hood. God <laughs> So, uh, as you fans of the show know, we're Blystone guys. Yeah, we are. We are. And you know what? We're not Blystone guys as much as we are. We're homegrown. We're homegrown. Yeah. I mean, yeah. those are our people. Yeah. We are non-politician guys. And you had that You had that exact conversation with Sheriff Lamb just, just recently. I where did. You were just like, hey, man, if you, if you are coming out and you are not a politician and you are ready to fight, just get shit we back to normal and back to Constitution, we're in. Let me tell you something else. Just real quick, side note. I've been listening to our podcast, and I say 100% a lot, so much that I'm like, I got to stop saying this. So I'm going to put out a call to all of our listeners and send me an email, jim at pbapodcast.com, and call me out on how many times I say 100% because I'm really trying to stop it. It's too much. Jesus. I've said it three times so far. I just send an email to the editor and tell him take it out <laughs> and just keep doing you. Back to me. Exactly. Okay? Back to you, Back Dan. to me. God, you're, Jesus. you're beautiful. <laughs> Squirrel. So these guys canceled the debate and I don't know how I feel about it because I just don't feel like they want to go toe to toe with Joe Blystone. I think Joe Blystone is going to say a lot of things that they don't want to be heard. I know you're going to talk about this. I think it's pretty awesome that Joe Blystone went toe to toe with Mike DeWine. Yeah. And if you go to his Twitter or Facebook page, he was talking about how they ran into each other at, hmm, was it the Agricultural Meat or Agricultural Expo is what it was. They got together at the Agricultural Expo. And they well, got, got together is a, yeah, they got, that's a nice well, way to say Well, it. they got face to face and mm-hmm. Blystone put out a piece about it, but he was at the expo. It was after it happened. You can tell he was spun up. There was a lot of noise in the background. I really wish he would have delivered it a little bit differently. 
because there was so much noise in the background, yeah. you really didn't get a feel about what was said and how it was said. But you know what was said because you watched the body language of Mike DeWine, who apparently got into a bar fight, like poking and telling him and yelling, and then his people pulled him away. Yeah, I didn't see the video, but I just saw... You didn't see the video? No. Oh, it's fantastic. No, but they announced that this was canceled before this went down. DeWine's thing is like, oh, an hour between four of us isn't enough time to debate. And it's like, well, who said you're stuck to an hour? I mean, I wanted to make this show a half hour, 40 minutes, maybe. We're at a 104. Forget that. (laughs) So... Forget that. You know what? Mike DeWine, for saying that, if you only have an hour... Then you make an hour out of it. Well, how about this? If I'm Joe Blystone, I'm like, I'm going and I'm just going to use it as a campaign stump. There you go. Right? I'll put up a a couple of stands there and I'll make cardboard cutouts. I've made cardboard cutouts of people before that told me I wouldn't. I'd make the cardboard cutout of Mike DeWine and then I'd be like, this is what I'm going to do about taxes. What are you going to do, Mike? (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) So... Plans for a debate later this month between the four Republican candidates for how governor have fallen through as none of the candidates officially told the debate commission that they would attend. Now, I don't agree with that. I know that DeWine pulled out and I know that Renacy pulled out. They probably even talked to each other about it because they're like, let's not even give these guys a platform because we got vote. We got voters on our, we got millions on our side. We got, you know, so I guarantee you. they. they so you think there's a little bit of fucking cahoots in the world. There's some fuckery. (laughs) Some, Some fuckery, you say. The cancellation of the planned GOP gubernatorial debate on Tuesday, March 29th, stands out as all the candidates in three other major Ohio races accepted the commission's invitation to debate around the same time at Central State University in Greene County. Incumbent Governor Mike DeWine, who lives just a few miles from the debate site, said last week that he would not participate in the event. Of course he wouldn't. One hour with four people. I'm not sure it really adds a whole lot to what the public knows about Mike DeWine or public policy debate. The governor told reporters last week, it might be an entertaining hour. Not sure how productive an hour it would be. Ex-U.S. Rep. Jim Renacy of Wadsworth told the Ohio Debate Commission that he wouldn't attend the debate unless DeWine also participated, according to Jill <laughs> Zyman, of executive director wouldn't. of Ohio Debate. Joe Blystone, a Columbus area farmer, was close to agreeing to attend the debate, but his campaign in the debate commission had not crossed all the T's and dotted the I's. So earlier in this, they said none of them were in. So in here for for Blystone, they said that, you know, they've agreed to it, but they didn't agree to all the rules. They didn't cross all the T's and dot all the I's. You know what? Hold on. State Rep. Ron Hood of Pickaway County never even responded to debate organizers' attempts to reach him. (laughs) So it sounds to me like the only one serious about debating is Blystone. So the sheriff, I think, is a friend of the podcast. I think any Whether he wants to be or not. Well, no, I think anytime we call him, I think he'll talk about whatever we want to talk about. Joe Blystone, I don't know. He does so many interviews and podcasts. I wish we could call him right now and be like, Joe, what the fuck? Yeah. Hmm. In an upcoming podcast, I'm going to reach out to to his media people and be like, look, we want to talk to Joe about this. Just 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just get him on the phone. He doesn't have to be here. Mm-hmm. So it says many conservatives are unhappy with DeWine because of the unilateral wide-ranging restrictions he imposed following the rise of the coronavirus crisis in March of 2020, while his opponents hope to tap into the resentments DeWine as the incumbent is still likely the odds-on favorite to win the primary. 
especially as having three challengers divided the anti-DeWine vote. Remember, we, we spoke about that. We're like, we did. And listen, I'm telling you right now that if people show up at the primaries, if people come out to vote in the primary that are truly, they claim to be libertarian, they claim to be constitutionalists, they claim to be conservative, if they do their homework and they show up, that Joe Blystone can win this thing. He can win the primary. No doubt in my mind he can beat Renacy. But if these people show up, he can beat Mike DeWine in the primary. Mm-hmm. For sure. You cannot, and we're going to talk about this as it gets closer, but you cannot sit out in the primary. You can't believe that you only have to go vote in the general because that's the one that matters. The primary is the one that matters. If you were sick, of Mike DeWine shutting down your business, if you were sick of Mike DeWine telling you you have to wear a mask, if you were sick of Mike DeWine telling you that you couldn't go to an Indians game, then you need to show up and you need to vote against Mike DeWine. You need to show up and you need to vote for the guy who is not a politician and you need to vote for Joe Blystone and give him a chance. And if Joe Blystone doesn't work out, then you have another primary coming up and we can vote him out until we find the guy that's doing the right job. But I can tell you right now that Renacy is a politician that dumping Mike millions DeWine of dollars into his campaign of his, his own, own money. campaign, right? For how much? For a, for a job that pays him like what, two twenty five? Right. You got yeah, Mike here. DeWine who caused these problems. If you want them out, you have to show up in the primary. You have to show up. You have to do your homework. You can't sit it out. You can't say, I got to work that day. You can't say, I got to take my kids to sports. You have to find the time to show up that day and send a message and say, look, we are done with this in Ohio. We want something different. And Joe Blystone is your something different. You can't pass this up. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Five primaries, I did, man. I, I, I did reach out to Jonah, and I asked him what he thought about this whole redistricting thing that we're really uh, having a problem with getting passed. And he said he's not sure about you know what's going on with it yet. I asked him, hey, whenever you're ready to do your second show with us, let us know. And he said, man, my schedule is pretty swamped between events and, and door-to-door right now. And that's the answer I wanted. <laughs> yeah, but we need Jonah here. We can do it over the phone. He doesn't have to be in here. But when he was here, it was a really good episode. Oh, it was great. Um, but and I fact, love Jonah. But, Jonah's another one. He's hitting thousands of doors a week. Dude, thousands. if this guy doesn't win, oh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So that's so, the spitball episode in a nutshell. I, I liked it. it. It wasn't bad. I don't mind doing this every now and then. That was good stuff. That was good. And we even had a guest. Yeah, that was funny how that worked out. So one last thing. One of the things that Knucklehead Media does for us is tells us who's listening to our show. They give us analytics. They give us analytics, right? And they tell us it's crazy. They tell us male, female, where you're listening from. (laughs) If you have Um, a college degree. Right. I mean, who you follow, we know who our followers are listening to. Mm-hmm. But one of the things they do is they tell us where people are listening from. So we want to give a couple shout outs here. Our top followers right now that are listening to all of our episodes, 
And you can hit us up at Jim at PBA podcast and Dan at PBA podcast. If we hit this nail on the head, send an email and be like, that's me from that place. Yeah. We will not talk about it on a podcast. But I want to know how accurate they are. Right. So if you're hearing this and you're like, holy fuck, that's me. <laughs> let us know. Right. So the first one is Bloomingdale's in Norfolk, Virginia. I have no idea. Somebody in Bloomingdale's in Norfolk, Virginia is listening to us right now or has listened to us a lot in the past. And we appreciate it's you. It's somebody that our editor highlighted and said, this, this person right here has yep. either listened to every show or listened to most of the shows or, yep. you know, was real high up on his, on his radar. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next one, if you're out there listening at the university of Akron. So it's probably a student could be, but it could be the janitor. <laughs> it could be, it could be the Dean. Fuck, oh, we don't know. He's What's not up? emailing the Dean. The Dean's going to be like, shit. <laughs> the dean's secretary <laughs> exactly we've got atrium centers skilled nursing facility in north charleston south carolina if you are working at atrium centers and you're listening to us hit us up here jim at pba podcast or or dan at pba podcast let us know that you're listening to us and tell the old guys about it because maybe they'll want to listen to this shit too Boom. you share right how about l3 harris in westlake Okay, that's the next town over. I don't even know where it's at. I, and, Never heard of it. And honestly, I don't know what L3 Harris does. No. But you know what? If you're listening to us from L3 Harris, get at us, man. And I'm going to be looking for a job pretty soon, so maybe I'll walk in there with my Pod Bless America hoodie. <laughs> I can tell you this, too. Get at us because we have swag coming, and we're not opposed to sending swag to hey, folks and who if are I, listening if, to if us. If I walk through L3 Harris with my Pod Bless America hoodie on and you don't email me, give me the wink. <laughs> Last one is Northern Ohio Eye Center. Somebody at Northern Ohio Eye Center has great vision has great of what vision. a good podcast should be. <laughs> and what a great country should be. Right on. Right on. We're going to keep this up. I like this segment because I, if you know what? continue I don't to keep it. getting the analytics. Dan came to me with this and I was like, ah, I don't know. This like is- everything I come to you with. <laughs> Everything you come to me, I'm like, this is a horrible idea. And then he's like, I had so much fun. (laughs) Seriously. I'm like, all right, this is all right. Okay. I don't want to tell him too many times. All right. So as always, we appreciate the support wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you could do us a favor and leave a five-star rating, if you love what you hear, it helps us out. Every single one does. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook at Pod Bless America. And you can find us on Twitter at Jim and Dan Show. You can find us on Getter at Pod Bless America. And if you want to reach out directly, you can get me at Jim at PBAPodcast.com. And you can get me at Dan at PBAPodcast.com. So until next time, I'm Jim. I'm Dan. And Pod Bless America. Pod Bless America.